Emmy award-winning comedian John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time only on Netflix. An off-duty Alaska Airlines pilot was charged with 83 counts of attempted murder after he reportedly tried to crash an aircraft mid-flight. He tried to, it was a Alaska Airlines flight, I believe coming to California, right? Yeah, from Seattle. Grounded in Portland and he's tra- being charged with 83 counts of attempted murder. Because he tried to yeah. disengage the engine. By he's pulling his fire alarm. Was he, was he in the cockpit? Yeah, yeah. he was like in the jump seat. Mm. normal and then just reach for these handles that would have crashed the airplane. And there were two pilots in there with him. Yeah, yeah so he was off duty. He was just riding because he was like flying back from somewhere. So he wasn't flying the plane. But what did they do to him? They, they substituted him. They handcuffed him to a seat. If you're that pilot, you must want to beat the ever-loving shit out yeah. of that guy. Yeah, that's like, yeah, are so you kidding terrifying. Me? I, <laughs> you're going to almost kill me while you're off duty. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the other detail like, is that as he reached for the handles, he apparently said, I am not okay. <gasps> but like that shit is why I don't take edibles when I fly anymore because I did have like a massive panic attack that one time. Like I get it. <laughs> was he trying to <laughs> get off I the plane? I did try to crash a plane that, one no, time. No, <laughs> but like I, I get how it could get to that level. Oh. Oh my God. He told the police I pulled both emergency shut off handles because I thought I was dreaming and I just want to wake up. <gasps> I, I understand how, how that happened. It's terrifying. Oh my God. Who wants to wake up? That's not it how was you his wake first up time taking mushrooms. We gotta oh, get him some Xanax and red wine. That's not where you take mushrooms. I once took mushrooms. The first time I took mushrooms, I had such a terrible experience and then I was Googling where you're supposed to take mushrooms and it said, in a safe environment with yeah. people you trust. And I was in the desert with strangers. Oh. And we couldn't see the <laughs> Set road. Set and setting. Um, what? Set and setting. Set and setting. Yeah. Is that what they say? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Your mindset, like you have to go in yeah. feeling safe and positive and setting, like you can't be in the desert with strangers. I had no, I had neither good feeling. Sorry, every line of this article is insane. While walking to the back of the plane after he left the cockpit, Mr. Emerson said to a flight attendant, you need to cuff me right now or it's going to be bad. Oh. You know who else is facing crimes this week? All right, we'll start the show. And we're back. I'm here with America's sweethearts, Brian, Hallie, Kendra, and Sarah. Hey, everybody. Hi. 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 Well, that's not that. Feeling sweet. (gasps) Woo! Let's get into it. What a weekday. On August 14th, Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis indicted former President Donald Trump and 18 of his alleged collaborators in their plot to overthrow the government and keep Trump in power. Willis said she planned to try all of these goobers together in one big RICO case, describing the various and sundry alleged crimes that went into the election plot as part of a single criminal enterprise. But a judge ruled that lawyers Sidney Powell and Kenneth Chesbrough would be tried separately from Trump in a trial that had been set to begin Monday of this week and then... One by one, the members of this gang began to fall like fashy dominoes as Fonnie Willis secured plea agreement after plea agreement. First, bail bondsman Scott Hall took a plea for his role in breaching voting machines in the Coffee County election offices on January 7th, 2021, much of which was captured on surveillance video because these people are fucking idiots. Note that date, by the way, the failed insurrection and the certification of the results did not stop Trump's scheme. It only made it more urgent. It's important to have a fallback in case your violent mob doesn't work out. Sure, a violent mob is a great plan A, but it's unpredictable. How fast a runner is Mike Pence? Did everyone take their Lipitor? A lot of unknowns. (laughs) 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 Trump trying to manufacture voter fraud by having his goofball minions hacking voting machines after January 6th is like when De Niro goes back to kill Wayne Grow in heat after the heist goes south. Does anyone know that reference? No. No, it couldn't be less topical. (laughs) 
Literally never seen that movie. Heat's great. I just don't remember that. You don't remember that? Lazarus, you ever seen Heat? No, I have a friend who has a, a Heat hat, so I keep meaning to watch it whenever I see her hat. But What's the hat look like? just says Heat. Is it for the movie or is it just... Yeah, it's a movie. I think the it has the actor's name heat? on it, too. I'd wear a hat for the concept of Heat. The point is... <laughs> De, Niro... <laughs> De Niro should have walked away. He and Amy could be in Fiji. He went back. He goes back. Well, it's getting goes... heat in here. What? Nothing. It's getting Say it again. Say it, again. <laughs> Say it louder. Say it again. Let the world hear. What? What'd you say? I said it's getting heat in here. <laughs> it was nothing. Anyway, Scott Hall was a soldier, and now it's time for Fonnie Willis to move up the chain of command. Next up, former Trump attorney and person who says through dead eyes and a tight smile, this is because I love you, as she brings the pillow down over your face, Sidney Powell pleaded guilty. Is there any medication that you should be taking that you have not taken that may affect your ability to understand these proceedings today? No. How old are you, ma'am? Oh, gosh. <laughs> 68, despite my astonishingly youthful countenance. That was the coolest Sidney Powell's ever been. <laughs> Sidney Powell doesn't, has never made sense. Like, she's never made sense. She's, she's an actual lawyer, but she was so emphatic that they were going to release all this evidence, that they were going to say all these things. She yeah. never had it. She knew she didn't have it, and now she's just out. I like that she's like, yep, I'm a criminal. Yep, yeah. I did it. Yep. How old am I? Oh, God. <laughs> I, just, I wonder if, like, when these people were doing all this, did they think that they were going to be in, like, some sort of grandiose courtroom? Did they realize they were going to be in a windowless, wood-paneled room in Georgia? I don't think they thought through a lot of this. It's like, I think, <laughs> I think Trump thinks he's going to the Magneto prison, you know? And honestly, the guy, we might need to put him in there. Like, if anyone can get out, it's him. Like, he just wanders out one day somehow. He's going to crab up. Remember that guy that crab walked up the wall? Yeah. <laughs> Trump's going to crab. <laughs> we get to be he just like, my God, he, he never exercised for 40 years, but look at him go. Those Diet Cokes. Following the news that Powell took a plea, Trump took to Truth Social to declare that Powell never was his lawyer after all. Say what you will about Trump, but if you ever work for him, he will treat you like family. And by that, we mean he will divorce you and bury you on his golf course. Sidney Powell was one of, this is what, this is, this is what Trump said about it. Sidney Powell was one of millions and millions of people who thought, and in ever-increasing numbers still think, correctly, that the 2020 election was rigged and stolen. He misspelled stolen. (laughs) And our country is being absolutely destroyed because of it. Ms. Powell was not my attorney and never was. In fact, she would have been conflicted. Trump went on to say, why did I publicly announce that I added Powell to my legal team in November of 2020? Great question. I'm going to have my lawyer speak to that. Come on out here, Sydney. Fuck. Fuck. I (laughs) fucked it up. Once Powell pleaded guilty, the other attorneys set to be tried this week followed. After jury selection had already begun, Kenneth Chesbro admitted guilt and, like Powell, will receive probation in exchange for turning over evidence and testifying against their former co-defendants, including Trump. And like Powell, he has to deliver an apology to the people of Georgia. Not good news for our big man boy in Florida. And then on Tuesday, another one of Trump's co-defendants and someone he cannot deny was central to his efforts as his attorney, Jenna Ellis, entered into a plea deal as well. Jenna Ellis was among Trump's closest and most ardent election deniers. What we're continuing to do is to fight by every legal and constitutionally appropriate method to make sure that we preserve and protect election integrity. And we know that at least six states violated their rules in the administration of the 2020 election. We can't allow corruption to prevail because if cheating um, and cheaters prosper, then we'll never have free and fair elections again in this country. That part's true. (laughs) The number of Christmas stockings behind her stressing the fuck out. I like it. No, that's why she wants to go to jail. She needs to get away from those children. That's too many kids. Could be nieces. Powell and Cheesebro apologized in writing. To her credit, Ellis asked the court to allow her to deliver her apology in person. 
Thank you, Your Honor, for the opportunity to address the court. As an attorney who is also a Christian, I take my responsibilities as a lawyer very seriously, and I endeavor to be a person of sound moral and ethical character in all of my dealings. In the wake of the 2020 presidential election, I believed that challenging the results on behalf of President Trump should be pursued in a just and legal way. I endeavored to represent my client to the best of my ability. I relied on others, including lawyers with many more years of experience than I, to provide me with true and reliable information, especially since my role involved speaking to the media and to legislators in various states. What I did not do, but should have done, Your Honor, was to make sure that the facts the other lawyers alleged to be true were in fact true. In the frenetic pace of attempting to raise challenges to the election in several states, including Georgia, I failed to do my due diligence. I believe in and I value election integrity. If I knew then what I know now, I would have declined to represent Donald Trump in these post-election challenges. I look back on this whole experience with deep remorse. For those failures of mine, Your Honor, I have taken responsibility already before the Colorado Bar who censured me, and I now take responsibility before this court and apologize to the people of Georgia. Thank you. It's kind of cathartic. She didn't take responsibility. She blamed another lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, she is pleading guilty. And her punishment is she's getting shot at that angle you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> the only white Christian lawyer I trust is Madlock. And I watch this, I'm like, she's no Madlock. If you're starting a sentence with, as an attorney who is also a Christian, you're either apologizing in court or demanding that a TJ Maxx cashier give you a full refund for a half-burned <laughs> pumpkin harvest candle that you definitely bought somewhere else. I also like the excuse of trusting more experienced lawyers. Like, I was so young, only a decade out of law school, and somehow I'm supposed to just know that stealing an election is bad? Jesus died for your sins at 33, babe. <laughs> hey, babe, he was 33. You're 38. Doesn't count. I... I you don't get to be like, I was just young and naive when you're a fucking lawyer. You don't get to, you can't do that. That's not how being a lawyer works. We were talking about this before the show as to whether or not. I, I actually was like, you know what? Powell, Cheesebro, Chesbro. Uh, they, they made them, they did their apologies, but they did them in writing. And I kind of thought it was cool that she's like, you know what? I'm going to stand up and apologize in court. But then... Lazarus and Hallie, you guys, you thought it was more cynical than that. I do feel like as a white woman, we have to at least point out when, the, the, to me, it's like, th there is an intention of getting up and crying. And then it's like, we're supposed to feel sympathy for Thank her. It's for like, she's still, yeah. Well, yeah, it's yeah, like. She's doing a little Bambi act. Yeah, it's like, can you believe this? I can't, it's like, you are almost 40. You, you did this intentionally. And I think we just, I think we're all entering a phase where we just need to be pointing this out. And I say as a white woman, hey, come on, come on now. That's, that was my, my reaction to it. She's like wiping her tears with her Apple Watch. <laughs> I feel like she just got to court after calling the cops on someone for watching birds outside in New York City. Right, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah, she will commit more crimes. We, we, I think we could assume that. I'm shocked she was only censured. She was only censured in Colorado. Okay. That was a part of a deal. Basically, she admitted that she made false statements so that she could keep her law license in Colorado. But there was some reporting today that now that she's pleaded guilty in Georgia— they're going to use that as new information to try to get her disbarred in Colorado. They should. Well, obviously. Well, whether, whether she's disbarred or not, like, who's going to hire her? Oh. Oh. Well. Never mind. Never mind. I'm sorry. Cut that. Well, she should be, I mean, like, she should be, dis none of these yes, people should of be yes. lawyers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> none of these people should. That's I, I, I think her white lady stick worked on you, because if Chesbro did that, you wouldn't be like, I think that's cool. People have really Giuliani tried. No, I don't. Well, he I, cries ink. Yeah. <laughs> I actually thought it before I saw it. So 
because I like went because I went and watched this morning. I was like, let me go watch the the Powell um, uh, 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 plea moment in court that we saw just saw a part of, and I wa- I like kind of skipped through it to find the part. I was waiting for the part where she would plead, like where she would do the thing where she says, you know, I take responsibility and it never happens. It's all through lawyers and through paperwork. And she submits her apology as a letter or she says she'll submit her apology as a letter. And the same thing goes for Chesbro. And then in the, the Times was reporting on Ellis and it said, unlike Powell and Chesbro, she asked to speak to the court. And I thought, oh, you know what? I consider that. I, I think there's some, look, maybe they're crocodile tears. Maybe she's doing it as part of a redemption arc. Totally open to that. But if you had the option of, if you did something really fucked up and your two options were apologizing in person or texting, texting is definitely easier. It's not, it's not easy to get up there and read that kind of statement that basically says you're a fucking fraud. I mean, none of us are blonde. We don't know how they go through life. Hard to fathom it, frankly. All right. Eat I shit, Jen Ellis. Yeah. I feel fine about that. Okay. It worked on me. Eat shit to all of them. Eat shit to every, not just her, obviously. Eat shit to any of them. All 18 of them. And Donald Trump. Yeah. And, Get him out and of here. she went there. Radical yeah, statement. She, she I'll say there. it. I'll fucking say it. Yeah. She went there. <laughs> also this week, Republicans continued to fail to pick a speaker from among their ranks. Jake Tapper as GOP Congressman Mike Turner this question about the House Speaker drama. I hope you don't take this personally, but do you guys have any idea how clownish you look? Congressman Turner, you got tapped. After Jim Jordan dropped out of the running, nine Republicans threw their hats in the ring to be Speaker of the House, and then the ring threw the hats back? Never seen that before. <laughs> Every candidate except Tom Emmer and Austin Scott voted to object to the certification of the 2020 election results, though six of the nine candidates voted for the bipartisan government funding bill that led Gates to send Kevin McCarthy packing. Yes, it's a new group of contestants in the Republican shit-eating contest. The prize, of course, for gobbling down the most shit, a chance to keep munching on that sweet, sweet shit <laughs> for the foreseeable future every day by the plateful. To wit, when asked whether he would support Emmer, despite Emmer not supporting his objections to the election results, Donald Trump said this. If you could endorse uh, Tom Emmer for speaker, he hasn't historically been your biggest fan, but he is the most likely candidate right now. Well, I think he's my biggest fan now because he called me yesterday. He told me I'm your biggest fan, so I don't know about that. Uh, well, we're looking at a lot of people and, you know, sort of trying to stay out of that as much as possible. Would you Would you call that an endorsement? Does he travel around with a magic marker? <laughs> yeah, he's signing stuff. He's also gone full tan, Mom. Like, something yeah. like his tan has, has only, gone to another level. I couldn't even focus on what he was saying between the tan and the Sharpie. I think he's crushing it. Uh, <laughs> imagine if you were applying for a job and this was your reference. Would you consider it a good reference? Would you be happy with this? Tom Emmer was, because Tom Emmer took this clip, this ambivalent clip in which Trump just said, he wasn't my fan, but now he is because he called me yesterday. I'm staying out of it. He takes that clip and tweets it and says, thank you, Mr. President. (laughs) That is the most embarrassing fucking thing in the world. Thank you, Mr. President, for basically saying this asshole called me to get in my good graces. Who cares? But if you're wondering who Trump thinks could actually get the requisite votes to take the speakership, there's only one name on his mind. I said there's only one person that can do it all the way. You know who that is? Jesus Christ. (laughs) He just came down and said, I want to be speaker. He would do it. Other than that, I haven't seen I haven't seen anybody that can guarantee it. But at some point, I think we're going to uh, have somebody pretty soon. It's cool to think that um, Republicans would get behind somebody for Medicare for all. <laughs> <laughs> and he's gay. <laughs> and a Jew. Yeah. A gay Jew gay. A gay Jew for Medicare for all. That's a triple threat. Ugh. 
<laughs> you know who else was an unpopular guy with a lot of dangerous ideas? Jim Jordan. Oh. All right. When you only saw one set of footprints, that was when Jesus was busy whipping up votes to see if Congress could force a tween victim of sexual assault to carry a baby to term. That was a hard one. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> we get a F- guitar riff? Yeah. <laughs> Finally, in a closed-door meeting on Tuesday, after five secret ballots, House Republicans nominated Tom Emmer as their candidate, though the only defeated fellow Republican to name the simulation just spat out five seconds ago, Mike Johnson, 117 to 97. Five votes went to other randos, and one person voted present. And now the easy part, the floor vote where Republicans have only gone one for 18. It's also not clear. This was a really closely divided caucus. 117 to 97 plus five votes going to other people, one vote present. That means that he has to get all but four of those 103 who voted another way on the floor. It doesn't seem like he can, or it seems like it's going to be as hard as it was for McCarthy. But anyway... I don't know why we're going to bother learning about this guy. Emmer, I hardly know her. That's all we've got. Next candidate. Also, since we started recording, Trump has called him a rhino. So. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Since we've recorded recording, t- since we started recording today, Trump called Emmer a rhino. Well, that's not that's not a, that's not a good sign for him. Surprised he knows what that means. Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. This podcast is brought to you by Americans United for Separation of Church and State. Americans United defends your freedom to live as yourself and believe as you choose so long as you don't harm others. Core freedoms and even democracy itself rest upon the wall of separation between church and state. While Christian nationalists are attacking these freedoms, seeking to force us all to live by their narrow beliefs, Americans United is fighting back. Freedom without favor and equality without exception. Learn more about AU's work at au.org slash crooked. That's au.org slash crooked. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something I need to get off my chest? What is your outlet for working through the things that stress you out? Oh, man. You know, I don't know. Pushing it down. (laughs) Pushing it all the way down. Getting it real down deep in there. Squish it. Squishing it. Squishing it real tight. Fighting through it. (laughs) Gotta fight through it. Skinny jeans are for dads. Fight it. You fight it. You push it down. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. <laughs> when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Not me. Not me. I'm running on rails. <laughs> Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Uh, I said to my therapist just yesterday, I just feel like I don't have the, the, the attention span right now to focus on some of these longer term issues. And she's mm-hmm. like, you found a way to say that every session for the past five years. <laughs> If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Everybody needs therapy. You need therapy. I need therapy. Tommy needs therapy. Mm -hmm. We all need therapy. Mm -hmm. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love it. And we're back. Senator Bob Menendez was arraigned Monday on new charges, alleging he accepted bribes from the Egyptian government and conspired to act as a foreign agent while a sitting member of Congress. This is ridiculous, Menendez replied. When was I supposed to be a foreign agent? When I'm not in Congress? The whole point is to do it while I'm in Congress. (laughs) According to the indictment, Menendez allegedly provided sensitive U.S. government information and took other steps that secretly aided the government of Egypt. And of course he was providing secrets. You don't get gold bars and Mercedes for not doing anything, unless Menendez and Egypt are fucking. And I don't know why Menendez would take all these crazy risks. Members of Congress already have a perfectly respectable way to get rich. It's called insider trading. 
Long Island congressman and the inventor of pogs, George Santos, is back in the news. He told a reporter his five-year-old niece vanished from a playground, and he strongly implied it was a kidnapping plot by the Chinese Communist Party. But when the reporter asked the police about it, an official replied, he made it up. It's really unbelievable. I thought I could no longer be surprised at this point, but there it is, clear as day, the police conspiring with the Chinese Communist Party to take down George Santos. <laughs> it sounds like somebody is trying to deflect attention from the baby he kidnapped. Remember that baby? Who was that? Who was that baby? Yeah, babe. What if that's the real George Santos? <laughs> you ever think about that? Didn't have thought about it. At a show in Boston last Thursday, comedian Dave Chappelle accused the U.S. of aiding in the killing of civilians in Gaza and criticized the Israeli government's actions in response to the massive terrorist attack. Some attendees walked out, others cheered and shouted free Palestine, while still others in the crowd asked, what about Hamas? Look, I'm as disappointed as anyone. But our hope that the disparate shouts by various audience members in response to a famous comedian riffing about Israel and Palestine might lead to a diplomatic breakthrough has not come to pass. When asked about the show and his comments, a spokesperson for Chappelle said the comic denies being in Boston last night. Wow. This guy's operating at a level of I don't give a shit the world has never seen. He'll take on anyone. He'll say anything. He doesn't care about your rules. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> he wasn't in Boston. That's how, that's how edgy Dave Chappelle is. He'll deny being in Boston. It's good that the center will not hold. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's famously cool. It's great, great sign. <laughs> I hate Boston. Only I do think it's wrong to ask people if they've been in Boston. That's something private that you should only um, get to say if it's something that you want to talk about. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't ask somebody, "Were you in Boston?" That's like a personal thing. Nobody wants to, you know. If somebody wants to talk about the fact that they're in Boston or have been to Boston, fine, talk about it. But like, you can't force someone to admit being in Boston. It's not right. But you know? my doctor. Yeah. 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 It's a hip thing. I don't have any lovers in Boston. Brian doesn't have any lovers in Boston, Sarah. Yet. 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 <laughs> After claiming to be involved in the release of Americans Judith and Natalie Ranan, who were abducted and held hostage by Hamas, Sean King, the activist and grifter, has been denounced by both women and their family who said he had nothing to do with their release. At this point, more people have now denounced Sean King than have denounced Hamas. The woman also pointed out that it's sort of odd that we never see Sean King and George Santos in the same place at the same time. This fucking guy is unbelievable. I can't believe he's grifting internationally. That, like, really just takes it to a new... Uh, it's sick. He's sick. He's going worldwide. Speaking of intractable conflicts, the actor strike has passed its 100th day, and late last week, a group of A-listers, including George Clooney, Ben Affleck, and Scarlett Johansson, met with the head of the union, Fran Drescher, and other SAG representatives to pitch their own proposal for how to bring the strike to an end. How many stars just agreed to this plan, though, because Clooney called them directly? If George Clooney called me, I know I would do, like, literally anything. I would do anything. I would do anything. I'd do anything <laughs> for you. Yeah. yeah, this is the part of this. Is, listen, every week we do have to do one number from Oliver. <laughs> Clooney had two pitches. One, remove a cap on dues so that the highest earners contributed more to the union, which Clooney said would bring in over $50 million annually. The other suggestion is what Clooney called a bottom-up residual structure. This is his quote meaning the top of the call sheet would be the last to collect residuals, not the first. He went on to say that these negotiations will be ongoing, but we wanted to show that we're all in this together and finding ways to help close the gap on actors getting paid. In their response, however, SAG-AFTRA said, in essence, this is cute, sweetie, but you're not helping. 
Here's what they said. This generous concept is worthy of consideration, but it is in no way related and would have no bearing on this present contract or even be a subject of collective bargaining. That's what SAG-AFTRA said. It is, in fact, prohibited by federal labor law. For example, our pension and health plans are funded exclusively from employer contributions. It also doesn't speak to the scale of the overall package. In other words, more dues coming from actors has nothing to do with the contract with studios. And a different structure for back-end might redistribute wealth between actors, but has nothing to do with making sure actors as a group, a collective, a union, if you will, uh, receive a fair share from the studios. These famous actors and their symmetrical faces. And the idea that they, like, I, I really found this incredible that, like, this group of extremely well-paid, very famous, well-connected actors got together and put together, put, put out this proposal. But it, it'd be one thing, like, it's already questionable to kind of do a big show of, like, saying we have a solution that the negotiators don't have, like that's already a questionable thing to do. But to have it not even make sense, that's in, that is like in, that is an intensely dumb thing. They would have had to speak to an ugly person to have <laughs> yeah. them look at, the, they're like, we don't know anyone who can do this. We don't know anyone ugly anymore. He sleeps next to them all. That's a lawyer. I mean, I, 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 I'm all ugly. put eyes on this. Well, she's not an entertainment lawyer. Not she's a, a human you, rights lawyer. You yeah. would think that like she could give some notes. She's probably busy. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? Um, I also the Variety article was like fifty million. Are you crazy? <laughs> like that, that number also, besides being irrelevant, is like grossly overinflated. Apparently, I don't know. And well, I just. The thing about it is like it's like a basic misunderstanding of what's going on because this first of all he calls them residuals, but it seems like he's talking about back end. Yeah. Mm. But like he's talking about redistributing money between actors. But like that's not what you negotiate. Like that's part of why you're negotiating with the studio. But the goal is to get a bigger share of the studio's revenue to all the actors. And then the actors together should come together and figure out the best way to share that or like to distribute that in a way that like makes sense to the union. That's one. And then the other part of it is just that part of their proposal was not legal. Like, you're not allowed to pay. The dues don't go towards the pension and the health care. That has to come from the studios, too. They just made another Imagine video. Do you guys like this? That <laughs> <laughs> is, it is. It is the legal proposal equivalent of the Imagine video. You know Gal Gadot, they're just, like, trying to keep her phone away from her right now. Yeah. <laughs> and they can't. And they can't. Fran Drescher put out a video in response to this. Here's what she said. Hey everybody, it's me, Fran Drescher, your SAG after president. <laughs> and I wanted to just clarify a few things for you. Because there's been a lot of confusion in the press today. So I'd like you to hear it direct from me where we're at. First of all, I want to thank uh, certain members that wield a lot of cloud in this business for the tremendous amount of money that they contributed to our foundation on behalf of all of the striking members that are in particular need. I also want to thank George Clooney for organizing the um, suggestion <laughs> that we uh, raise the, uh, take the caps off of the dues so that the highest paid members can contribute more. And although that's extremely generous and we accept that graciously, <laughs> that does not impact the contract that we're striking over whatsoever. <laughs> we Devastating. are a federally regulated labor union. 
and the only contributions that can go into our pension and health funds must be from the employer. Incredible. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first of all, let's I know it's not important, but Fran Drescher looks amazing. Incredible. She I love looks her outfit. In her yeah. outfit. Yeah. She just is so cool in this video. And her tone, her tone she's doing, is so good. She's doing like her Lena Lamont voice to like hide the Brooklyn, like to hide the New York. It's very funny. <laughs> Lena it's Lamont like meant a, nothing to you. Like when a toddler hands you a cake made of mud and you pretend to eat it, and you go, yeah. yum, 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 thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's her tone. She just looks like she's yes. in some sort of, like, greenhouse. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. But, like, clearly, like, she's, like, seeing all this. They're dealing with it. It's confusing to people. The story in Variety, which was clearly, I think, run out of, run, like, the, the, the commentary and the kind of direction came from SAG, was so withering about Clooney and this group. The last line of that story is, uh, when, asked, when asked what Clooney and his, and his A-listers could do to support the union, uh, the union replied, uh, show up at a picket line, mm-hmm. which is basically saying, shut the fuck up, like, we're in the middle of a negotiation. And it does suck that they did. It's clearly so frustrating, but, like, like Fran Drescher on like a Saturday being like, all right, full hair and makeup. Let's fucking go. Let's do this. I want to see the group text that George Clooney, Ben Affleck, and Scarlett Johansson are on after this came out. As they slowly <laughs> realize that, Clo- Clo- that Clooney just like led them to slaughter. <laughs> just like, like the other thing, I think Emma Stone was on the list. I know. And what's funny oh, about yeah. that is like all these are like, like Affleck, like I, honestly, you've come to come to expect this kind of thing from a Clooney, from a, from a Johansson, but like Emma Stone. I know. That was heartbreaking. Come on. Yikes, being dressed down by Fran Drescher in public, I'd do anything. And that's our show. That's our show, babe. That's our show, babe. Thanks to Hallie, Brian, Kendra, and Sarah, and the whole team. You'll still get Love It or Leave It Classic every Saturday, and now we'll be releasing What a Weekday every Tuesday afternoon. Thanks for listening and watching, and see you sluts over the weekend. Love It or Leave It is a Crooked Media production. It is written and produced by me, John Lovett, and Lee Eisenberg. Kendra James is our executive producer. Brian Semmel is our producer. And Malcolm Whitfield is our associate producer. Hallie Kiefer is our head writer. Pulavi Gunalan, Sarah Lazarus, Jocelyn Kaufman, Peter Miller, and Alan Pierre, Will Miles, and Mohanad El Shaki are our writers. Evan Sutton is our editor. Kyle Seglin and Charlotte Landis provide audio support. On the road, Vendelin von Schroeder is our tour manager, and Anastasia Anderson is our tour coordinator. Stephen Colon is our audio engineer, and Milo Kim is our videographer. Our theme song is written and performed by Sure Sure. Thanks to our designers, Jesse McLean and Bernardo Serna, for creating and running all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And to our digital producers, Zuri Irvin, David Tolls, Mia Kelman, and Matt DeGroote for filming and editing video each week so you can. You can find those glorious videos at youtube.com slash at Love It or Leave It podcast. Subscribe to Love It or Leave It on YouTube for access to video versions of your favorite segments and other exclusive content. Don't forget to follow us at Crooked Media on IG and Twitter. And if you're as opinionated as we are, consider dropping us a review. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.